Hi, Muggles. Thanks for joining us. We have a dual podcast. We, we have a special guest. We have Luden Lee. Silicon Valley Rice Rockets celebrates Asian Heritage Month for developing new technology in Hollywood. We're welcoming Luden Lee back to the show for part two. Thanks for joining us back for part two, everyone. Hi, Luden. Hey. So you got to remind me, what was I uh, talking about uh, part one at the end? So I was talking about... Uh, uh, New Tech Hollywood and Rice Rocket and how we're a holding company. Is that is that what we need to do? Yeah, we we discovered that you are born in the year of the tiger, but I also wanted to let everyone know too, this is the year of the ox, right? I believe so. Yeah, year of the ox. So um the Chinese year of 2021 is the year of the ox. So um so I don't know too much about that, but <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you'll be a lucky year for us. And um, it says it's more of a lucky year for men and women born in the year of the ox, the year of the snake, the year of the rooster, and the year of the rat. Darn it, I'm a, a, a dragon. So anyhow, we're going to talk about Luden's holding company and how your company is kind of like um, from your background of video games, right, Luden? Yeah, let's, 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 I want to get more detail on that. So, you know, I let people know what I'm talking about. Okay. So, so when I got fired uh, with Scott Orr uh, at Blue Mobile, uh, Greg Ballard, and the reason why we got canned was because of manage, management changes. You know, Scott founded a company, he did whatever it took and needed to get an next round of funding. You know, it was time to move on. Right. So, it was a good thing. Right. Because what Scott wanted to do, was, which I helped him, was like he wanted to go to Hollywood and work with screenwriters and comic book uh, writers to develop new IP, right? And what I, what I mean by that is like not only do you do the video game, but also the movie as well, right? So, and the reason why um, it was an opportunity for us to pursue that venture was because of Sony PSP platform, because it was one of the first devices that was pretty advanced during its time when it was Wi-Fi enabled, right? And, you know, you could basically offer movies to download uh, on the App Store, right? Or even video games, okay? So, so and, and you know, from, from what we know from Silicon Valley, we knew the future of the app with the, with the Apple Store and the Google Store and all that. We just knew the future was coming, right, with, with the Internet. As it was getting more faster and less cheap, right? You know, eventually that, you know, it was time to catch up where not only that Silicon Valley would do video games, but also do film and animation as well. Okay. So, so I, I did that with him, right? And the first guy that we signed was uh, Steve Niles, the guy that did 30 Days of Night, you know, for Sam Raimi, the movie, right? It was based on a comic book that he uh, wrote, right? Along with, I believe, uh, can't think of his name right now, uh, Ben Templestead, I believe. Right. And, and, um, and, you know, and that led to, you know, working with other, you know, Hollywood celebrities, right, who wanted to go independent, right? And the next guy that did, we worked with was Thomas Jane, where we signed a deal with him, with his uh, studio law, right, to collaborate and developing new IP, right? And, um, and one of our investors for DVC Games was actually George Linder. Who was the producer for the Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the eighties, right? So we had some, you know, advice given from Hollywood in terms of how we would run things in the future. So, so you know, this was back in two thousand five. It's like fifteen years ago, more than fifteen years ago, right? That Silicon Valley had this vision of like developing 
not only video games, but also movies, you know, animation, eventually music, digital comics, because how do we consume video right now? Pretty much you and I, right? It's on mobile. You know, it's very few of us, you know, actually sit on the couch, watch TV these days. You know, we basically crash in our bed with a laptop. We watch Netflix all, all night, you know what I mean? Things like that, right? So you got to look at how, how people consume video, you know, at home, right? You know, like I said, part one, it's like you look at the uh, movie industry with theater sales, right? It's like, it's like growing every year. In other words, you know, more and more people are going to the theater paying that $15 ticket. You know, it's the same thing over and over every year. Versus you look at the, the market opportunity for like, Netflix and Amazon Prime and Apple TV in the world, right? It's growing year after year. And, and the thing is, like, if you're an independent filmmaker and you want to make your movie and you tell your investors, like, great, you know, like, I make my movie, I'm going to get it released domestic, but how do you get international? Right? Your distributor, you know, may not have the resources to go global, you know, because they're just still stuck in the uh, dinosaur era of DVDs, right? So, so you know, there, there's an opportunity to to attract investors in my world, right? When I say, look, you know, I'm, I'm one of the uh, early pioneers for a new tech Hollywood in Silicon Valley. It's not traditional Hollywood. You know, we're doing things based on 5G internet in terms of content distribution, right? The, the challenges I have as a venture capitalist for Luton Inc. is like the proposals for investments I was getting. It was, you know, it wasn't ahead of its time. You know, it wasn't seeing the future. It's the same thing. I have a great script or I have a great movie project. I'm looking to raise five million, right? And I go like, great, how are you gonna make money? You know, what's your distribution strategy? And then you pretty much all say the same thing, you know, we're gonna go to like the Toronto Film Festival or the Sundance or or the cons, right? And then find a distributor. It's not it's not like a distribution strategy, we're like, you know what, I'm gonna raise additional money for marketing, right? I have a distribution strategy, I have contacts which I find on LinkedIn, right? find me the account manager for Amazon Prime, which I'm gonna I'm gonna rent and, and sell my movie by streaming, right? I'm gonna do the same thing for Apple, right? And Roku movies and YouTube movies and, and Sony PlayStation and Xbox in the world, right? And and and, and I'm gonna license my film to a DVD and Blu-ray uh, hardware manufacturer or provider. You know what I mean? So so there's plenty of those, right? Where they're still in the business of selling DVDs and Blu-ray to Walmart and Target and all that, right? So under ten dollars, so there's still money to do that. At the same time, like you know, instead of selling your your rights to a, a global distributor and license it, you just keep it for like X you have it for X amount of years, while you get an advance and you collect royalties. You know, if they decide to renew your your contract, right? You just get paid because that means your movie is selling overseas, right? But that just says billboard, you know, think about it, right? If, you know, if you're able to create a, a business plan where, you know, you're, you're basically breaking even, you know, on your film sales, right? And anything else you make on top of that, like video games, or t-shirts, or posters, through trading cards, disposable toys, right? It's just gravy. That's where it is. It's like, don't, don't focus too much on telling investors, like, Dude, you know, you're going to make your money off the film. No, dude, we're going to make money off the video game. But the film is going to be the billboard to advertise the game, right? And, and in terms of your distribution strategy, it's like you don't have to, like, get ask people to pay you $15 to go to a movie theater and see your movie. Just put it on YouTube where it's global. It's like more than 2 billion people go on YouTube every month, right? So, you know, make money on ads, you know, and, and sponsorships, right? If you can get them, right? 
versus like relying on a distributor to work with AMC and the Regals of the world to get it distributed on a theater side. It's like how much money you're spend on marketing just to even make money. You know what I mean? You can't compete with the studios in Hollywood because they pretty much monopolize that space. You can't compete with Comcast and Universal and, and Fox and Disney and you have Lionsgate and you have DreamWorks. It's like, let's be real here, you know? There's only a certain amount of theaters in the U.S., right? There's only a certain amount of films that are released in Hollywood that monopolize the space, right? So if you're independent feature, how many screens you're gonna have, right? How much money you're gonna spend on marketing, right? Which is required by the theater owners. So, you know, when you look talk to investors, it's not really a good strategy in terms of the waterfall effect, right? Because you got paid this much for that, got paid for that. So so I learned a lot by being a venture capitalist in terms of who I spoke with, right? In terms of producers in Hollywood, right? So so that's why I started Rice Rocket, because like I you know, like me along with other people that I'm working with in the video game industry, we see the future. You know what I mean? It's like it's not about making money in film or animation, right? It, it just basically helps offset our cost, which requires a little from our budget to extend the opportunity to reach a broader audience, right? So, you know, how we make our money is the bread and butter is the video game. You know, where we where we integrate that with real money gaming for esports and win prizes as well, or story driven. You know, we create this multi, you know, franchise universe how marvel did it with a cinematic universe right you tell one side in the animation of film you tell other side of story in a video game or in a motion comic or even do a a music soundtrack on spotify you know so so there's a lot of ways of, of for the film guys right and even for, for women you know who who were like never had the opportunity you know to, to actually explore like wow you know like i can actually take my film and, and and produce an album on Spotify with a soundtrack, and I can like do a web-based game in a merchandise store and sell like you know photo sales of the movie, you know, or whatever it is, and, and have a YouTube channel where I sell ads, right? I do a, a live streaming red carpet event, you know, where people can interact with one another and and, and things like that. So so the future is here, you know. It is more of taking all these pieces together. Right, and forming a new company, right? So Rice Rocket, you know, it's a holding company, like Bershaw Hathaway, we were Warren Buffett, right? We have different divisions of the terms of So we're talking with Ludin and he was talking about his company, Rice Rock Rice Rocket, uh, which is a holding company, and he gave an example like Berkshire Hathaway. We all know that that's Warren Buffett's company. Berkshire Hathaway is a holding company, and um Ludin has uh, amazing live stream platform. I, um, I'm so excited for him to tell you about, like you can actually see people and hear people and have a chat room. And I think over like, uh, uh, Ludo, do we have any back? Yeah, I, I mean, like we, we, I showed you, you know, like last month, right? We have a tech platform that we spent money on um, over the last couple of years. And it was about timing with the pandemic, right? It's like, you know, more and more people are staying home and being interactive online. You know, be more social, right? Be on Facebook. Because Facebook, when you look at it, right, it's a, it's a static experience, right? When you look at the wall, it just images, right? You know, very few trailers like that, right? You can like it and you can comment it. It's pretty much not interactive, you know, in real time, right? So, so the future of social network, we call it social media network, right? Where you're actually engaging in the, in the audience where it's interactive such as you can watch a movie in real time and engage an audience, right? Through, you know, think of it as Zoom meets YouTube, 
right? Anybody can upload a video, which is a feature film or a documentary, whatever, right? You know, send out an email to the audience that you have, right? And say, hey, we're doing a red carpet event, interactive experience, engage with the director, producers, stars, whoever, right? And pay 10 bucks, right? So we own a technology, right? We know what, how we can compete. Like, why put your movie in the red in, in the red carpet event, right? With a distributor like Lionsgate for independent film, where you know that you know you don't you don't control that. You know what I mean? You don't control how much money you're going to spend on marketing to drive sales for your film. You don't know how many you know screens you have for your film. You know, we work with a major distributor, right? Because it's all about the economic market conditions. What else is going on? the film industry, right? Mostly showing, okay? Versus, like, you can basically set the release, release date, right, with my platform, right? So I'm going to release a horror movie on Halloween at midnight, right? And I'm going to go to Eventbrite and post an ad and sell tickets, right? And I'm going to show a trailer on YouTube, right? And I'm going to sell tickets at 10 bucks. You know what I mean? Like, you pay me, like, $100 flat rate, you keep the profit. You know what I mean? So because you're licensing my technology. I don't want a piece of your pie, right? I, I make money $100 a per a film. Imagine I get a million films you know, a year you know, doing this, right? They're basically doing private engagement of the movie parties, right, with filmmakers and audience. You know what I mean? You pay me $100, right, flat rate, right? I get a million people. You can do the math. You can do more evaluation of my tech, right? I don't need to get acquired. I don't need to go public. I keep it myself along with my holding company, right? So, so that's my distribution plan, right? For, for the creators out there. Right? It's like, hey, you know, now I have a strategy, you know, like I have say 10 million subscribers on my YouTube channel. Now I do shorts all day long, right? Now I can say, look, my I can actually sell ten dollar tickets for people who love me, right? Are now are my fans who not only invest in my film with equity crowdfunding, right? Where non-accredited investors can invest in the film feature. But I also have a sales forecast, right? If I have 10 million people out there, right, and I just take 10% of my subscribers on YouTube, which is 1 million people, right, and I charge $10 a pop, right? That's $10 million in gross sales on my film and ticket sales. You know what I mean? And, and, and how much money you spend on your on your uh, film production? Maybe a million, two million. How much money are you going to spend on marketing, right? Maybe three million. So you're you're five million in the hole. You know, you're going to make, you know, 100% on your money back, right? Plus another 100% on profit, you know? So so that's far more better than, like, a, a traditional Hollywood independent film financing model where you raise the money, right? You invest in terms of 50-50, which I never knew why, right? And, you know, you make your movie and you hopefully you get it distributed, right? You know, and your, your, your movie de- decreases in value as year progresses, you know what I mean? Um, so this is what an example of what Rice Rocket will do for the independent film industry is like, look, dude, like we'll provide you with a sales forecast, right? You go out and raise your money, right? And you know, you have to go out to your friends and family for initial seed money. Right. Once you get that, you give it to us, we'll raise the rest for you. Right. And on top of that, we're we're game guys, right? So we'll build a game for you. We'll design it, develop it, and publish it, right? We'll integrate your film, trailers, whatever, promote the video game on our, on our app. We'll do merchandise. We'll hook up with China, right? Do collectible action figures and, and 
sell them on demand, you know, with 3D printing, you know, so, so there's opportunities of technology how to converge with content as 5G, you know what I mean? So, so, you know, another thing we have is uh, log share and food truck cinema, right? It's like it's outdoor social movie experience, right? It's not like you go inside a movie theater and you're paying $15 and you sit inside, right? And you have to be quiet and you just spend, you know, popcorn and drinks that's overpriced, right? For a family of four, you're going to spend about $100, you know, for a 90-minute experience, right? Versus, like, you know, I work out, you know, deals with, you know, local community parks, right, during the warm weather season. It's like a drive-in, you know, but instead of driving a car into a lot, right, you basically bring your lawn chair, and you can watch new release of international movies, right? Same thing like a drive-in would, right, but you just bring your lawn chair. And there's food trucks, Right, so you can have a variety of food, right? So you're benefiting local businesses, right, who own you know, food truck restaurants, right, to show up after hours and make additional money, right? And you have the flea market, you know, where local businesses can come and set up, you know, a table and, and sell goods. You know, what I mean, you can have chiropractic service, things like that. So it's like, you know, you think about how like the old days, right, the Chinese night market in Hong Kong, right, evening of this entertainment. Right. And you can watch a movie, right? Or you can take some time and, and go shopping, flea market, or you can eat food, right? And you you're you're benefiting communities, right? You're using local parks. You know, you're you're actually doing business with the government, you know, saying, Hey, you know, we would like to use your park to do this event, you know, during the summer season, you know. We'll do all the cleanup, we'll do all the security, and we'll bring bathrooms and all that. And uh, we basically want to lease your park, you know, for the summer, right? So, so you know, and, and, and given that, that we have different ways of making money, you know, that just depends on just ticket sales, right? We can, we, we can offer a discount on our, on our theaters, right? So instead of paying that $15 ticket, you just pay like $8, whatever, right? And, and kids are free. It's like a drive-in back in the 80s, you know what I mean? So, so you know, and how we project our movies, right? It's very simple, you know, you basically... Get a server, you have the movie on a server that's secure, right? You go to Metro PCS or T Mobile, Verizon, you get a hotspot that's 5G, right? You bring a laptop, right? If, you know, it's all battery operated, the Wi Fi hotspot's all battery operated, right? You just plug in the HD screen, right? A projector, right? And it's all, it's all 5G, you know, so 5G distribution, you know, so. You don't have to, you know, bring a DVD or you don't have to bring heavy equipment, right, to a park instead of a theater. Basically, it's, like, it's plug and play. And that's tech beauty of technology. You know what I mean? So, so you know, the cost of me, the margins are very limited. It's like I'm, I'm not spending millions of dollars in terms of this. You know what I mean? I just kind of deal with distributors. I'll be an exhibitor, right? So if I would say, hey, Lionsgate, I would like to, you know, do a All Night Hunger Games trilogy. Right. And I'm going to do this in Chinatown, you know, in Portmouth Square. Right. And and it's going to have like Chinese subtitles on the bottom. Right. So you're engaging a new audience. Right. And I'll give you 50 percent of my ticket sales. Right. So so, you know, it's because you can look at the Asian American community. Right. Particularly the immigrants, you know, like when, when we come here, you know, we work hard. You know, we're not we're not really, you know, engaged in, in higher learning you know, because we can't afford it. You know, because you know we come here poor, you know, and we have to make our money, and you know the parents rely on the kids to study hard, get straight A's, and, and get scholarships, and go to like a four-year school and become something, and take care of the family. So, 
So given that said, you know, it's like the opportunity for, for Asian Americans, especially like we look at minorities, right? Like Asian Americans, they have the most consumer spending power, right? And, you know, you, 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 LA, you know, like freaking like, I never seen a, you know, Asian in Hollywood driving a Prius, you know, they're driving like nice BMWs and Audis, you know what I mean? So, so, you know, with that said, you know, like, it's, it's underrated you know, when you look at the, the Asian American market. You know, it's like you can do so many things with it. You know, the reason why I think Crazy Rich Asian was so popular and made a lot of money because it was a new experience, right? It's like, wow, you know, now Asian Americans are being represented, you know? And, you know, besides that, there was Harold Kumar, right? You know, so, so, then that was successful, became three movies, right? So, so when you look at it, right, it's like, how come Hollywood is not focusing more on Asian Americans? Right? Well, I think that's not their, really their fault because they have shareholders to answer to, right? And you know, they have to bet on what works. You know, that's why they do franchises over and over again because it works, right? You know, it's very limited risk versus like taking a new IP, particularly Asian Americans, and how much money are you going to spend on marketing just to have those ticket sales, right? So when you do look at the risk and reward assessment, it's not really there, right? Because you know, the old Hollywood model doesn't work. Versus, like, you know, just say you, uh, the martial club guys, you know, on YouTube, right? The, the martial art guys, right? You know, they have, like, you know, over 500 subscribers, okay? And uh, on their YouTube channel. And they do short features to, like, kung fu demonstrations and all that, right? Stuff like that, or martial arts, things like that, okay? That's what they're focused on. So, you know, you, you get these guys, right? Say, you know what, guys, let's do a, a $2 million film. Right, and let's just put fifty thousand dollars in a hole to create a short proof of concept, right? A ten minute short, right? What the film could be, a full feature film could be, okay? And you know, you spend additional marketing dollars helping with the channel, you know, with the public relations, uh, PR, and, and marketing, right, for search engine uh, optimization. And, and you know, that fifty thousand dollars you spend, you're looking to raise two million, right? One million on production, one million on marketing, and it's going directly to I said, uh, a YouTube event, right? Where you can make money on ads and also director's cut that goes on the VOD streaming. So, you know, they do their thing, right? And they, they plug in their, their short feature on their channel, right? And they tell their, their their subscribers, hey, we're raising money, you know, you own a piece of it. Right, through equity crowdfunding, here's a, a link to our, our fundraising campaign, right? And all we need, you know, is 20,000 of you guys to give us a minimum investment of $100, right? And you get a free t-shirt out of it, yeah, a limited edition t-shirt with our fans, right? And if you, like, invest, like, five grand, right, we'll give you, like, executive producer credit, you know, and you can hang out on a set. So, you know, you know, so, so that's what another example of new tech Hollywood, right? Because you look at Hollywood, traditional Hollywood, who do they go to for money? You know, oil billionaires, family offices, you know, corporations, Wall Street, right? You can build those billion dollar funds, right? There's no different from those guys versus the normal guys like you and I, right? Who basically make $100,000 a year who qualify as non-accredited investors to, to, you know, help out our fans, you know? Um, invest, right? So, so by that, you know, you control your, your destiny. You know what I mean? So, by distribution, you know what to do. You know, you have money for marketing to drive traffic to your channel, right? You can collaborate with, you know, sponsors, basically get someone to pay for market, your marketing dollars for product placement in your film because you're proven on a YouTube channel. 
um, you know, Hollywood doesn't do that, you know, because Hollywood, it's all about how much money you can make. And then after that, how much money you can more make. And it's such a sprint, you know, like that's no way to survive in the real world. You know, it's like, especially the film and television industry. And that's why it's very cutthroat, you know, in LA, it was from my experience. Okay. Versus like Silicon Valley is like you bootstrap, you know, as much as possible to build a demo. Like I said, you spend $50,000, right. To raise 2 million. Right. But you're not going to like the, you know, guys that don't know anything about you. You, you spend five minutes talking about who you are and what you do versus you create, you know, a demo and you spend 50 grand. Right. And you plug it into your YouTube channel and you tell your fans that, hey, you can own a piece of our movie. Right. We'll give you like a third of our sales. Right. And uh, you're off to the races. You know what I mean? So so that's a new model for independent creators. It's not. You know, it's not meant for everybody because there's, there's creators out there who are really good at you know what they do and they basically want a big payday and big check from a studio. That's fine, you know, like they can do that more power to them, right? But like, I'm referring to like the, the the rest of the world out there who never had a piece of Hollywood, who never got their movie made, right? Who have a lot of script to have, right? Who a production company did a lot of commercials before, but now they want to do feature movies, right? So so it's like it, you know, New Tech Hollywood is like who's who, who you know, and how you do business. Like, basically, if you have a passion for a creative project, just run with it. You know what I mean? It's like, at the end of the day, it's like you tell investors, you know, like even myself, it's like, look, we believed in you, right? We tried our best, right? You know, we did our equity crowdfunding platform, um, and uh, it didn't work out. There was no interest, right? We spent money on marketing. We did our best. But at the end of the day, we lost fifty thousand dollars. We didn't lose two million dollars. You were the Marshall Club guys, right? So, yeah, dude. I mean, like this is the way it works. Is that Hollywood doesn't think that you know? It's because they they want to get the big payday. You know, when you look at these like budgets for independent films with with prolific Hollywood producers, like why would I pay two million dollars for producer fee? You know, for a fifty million dollar film, it's like I'm making you a millionaire. And, and these investors, like, what's 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 going on here? That's why the investors I deal with in Silicon Valley are much more different than the rest of the world because we know tech, we know the future, right? We speculate the market all the time, you know, and that's why we create innovative technology to drive growth, to disrupt things, right? And I think that Hollywood is time for disruption, you know, given with the internet access, right? You know, Netflix was just the first thing, it was the first generation wave, right? Now with 5G. You know what I mean? Coming into place, right? Where you have like third world developing countries who are building their economy, right? They don't have like Comcast where they're going to lay out cable wires all over the country, right? It doesn't work that way. They just set up towers and then they have internet access, right? That's the way they consume content. Whereas streaming television, live sports, whatever it is, that's the future, right? And, you know, on top of that, you make it social, right? You make it e commerce, you know, you have a merchandise store. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so so Luden has so many amazing things. Please check out LudenInc.com, his website. You can see all his amazing um, uh, uh, subsidiaries like video game, esports, sports, shopping casino, world casual esports league, Superfly Studios, animation studios, player club studio, popcorn party, lawn chair and food truck, music plus, music bar games, me, DJ Mobile, Luden Studios, Lee, animation studios, horror vision studios, because I know you love horror films. And um, your live stream uh, 
streaming, which is so amazing because it's interactive. So you can sell tickets on there and the fans can see each other and hear each other and chat and talk. So it takes like, um, uh, what is it? The, the Not the um, party platform, which Twitter and Spotify soon will have that new element where you can hear and talk to people. But Luden is seeing, talking, hearing, interacting and writing so it's amazing and um i would love for luden um to talk to bring to come back to part three and talk about that because we are celebrating asian history month with luden lee and um luden uh, can you tell people um where they can um, catch up with you and find out more about what your uh, rice rocket company is doing yeah, I mean, like, we, you know, we started making our announcement this month, you know, a very soft launch through LinkedIn. You know, I'm not spending any money on uh, PR at the moment, you know, because how I bootstrap, because I'm only engaging to a very limited audience right now with my colleagues on LinkedIn. Um, and I'm just testing the waters and see how it goes, right? I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that I'm working on, you know, that... You know, we're building it brick by brick. You know, we're not going to, all those companies you mentioned, yeah, it's in our portfolio, but that's going to be expanded over the next five years. You know what I mean? So, you know, for one thing is like, I am a venture capitalist. Uh, you can check out my website at ludeninc.com, right? Um, the email on the website is outdated. It's no longer used. So instead, just go to LinkedIn and look me up, right? And add me and send me a message. Say hi. And, and, and if you're in San Francisco Bay Area, if you want to get coffee, whatever. being with us today and celebrating Asian Heritage Month and um, also uh, Island Pacificers. We wanted to say hi to everyone. Thanks for listening and come back for part two. And next week we're going to have part three with Luden Lee to continue celebrating Asian Heritage Month and, and Luden's company Rice Rocket developing new technology tech, technology in Hollywood. Thank you so much, Luden. Thank you for everyone for okay. listening. Bye.